You're listening to What Devay Said About Music, the beard on the shoulder of Pirate Radio with your host, Bob Devay, your personal music pusher. So get high on his supply. And uh, I remember when I was in that little bitty radio station and I was playing all those rock and roll records? Well, that's what I'm doing right now. If you can visualize that, that's what all of us in radio do. Did you hear? 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 What do they say about music? Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Come on, let's go. Empty out our pockets and disappear into the Bowery, missing all our appointments and turning up unshaven years later, all cigarette papers stuck to our pants, leaves in our hair. Let us not worry about the payments anymore. Let them come and take it away. Whatever it was we were paying for and us with it. Let us arise and go now to where dogs do it, over the hill, where they keep the earthquakes behind the city dump.
Hello, my Duvidians, and welcome to What Duvet Said About Music. That's right, your weekly cure for pain, your host, Robert Bob Duvet, urging you to throw the drugs away and get high on my supply as we begin our two-hour journey into the warm fuzzy that I like to call the kitchen of podcasting in San Francisco, California where this show comes to you tenaciously every week. Feeling really mellow today, folks. That's why I kind of began with a little beat poetry, kind of put us in the right space. And then that was the glorious Morphine, great band, off their album Cure for Pain, the song Cure for Pain. And hopefully I will be able to cure what ails you, if there is anything that ails you. And if there is, I'd like to know about it and hear about it. So please give us a call at 415 Nine three seven zero four four five. That's four one five nine three seven zero four four five. And you can always write to us at what duvet said at gmail dot com. We're gonna read a few uh, listener write-ins via the email later in the show. And as always, the hub, the epicenter of WDS, the blog www.whatduvetsaid.com dot com, where you're gonna find. A lot. I've been writing a ton. There's a lot of live reviews up there. A lot of stuff that you can keep yourself, busy yourself with while you're listening to this show because this is all linked up. This is all one big circle of duvet here. So, uh, wow, I'm excited. We have a good show. We have a really good show. And I say that every week, but I mean it this week because I was able to sit down with Danish producer composer, electronic, wizard, multi-instrumentalist, Anders Trentenmuller, and I hope I'm pronouncing his name correctly. I'm pretty sure. My, my Danish, as you'll hear in the interview later, is terrible. But the interview is good. It's a nice conversation I had with him before he played San Francisco's Mezzanine Club on Saturday night. And after that, he headed down to Coachella, and I'm sure that show was off the hook. Um, the show in San Francisco was sold out to the gills. It is reviewed on the blog, said, and you'll get a real sense of what that show is like. But it was great to sit down and talk with him, so I'm excited to play that interview later. And as, as you know, I get very excited on this show, so I'm trying to keep dial it down a little bit here for this show. Um, we are also going to do an audio review of Yuck and Tame Impala kicking off their tour together at the Fillmore Auditorium in San Francisco. San Francisco's legendary Fillmore Auditorium. And that was a good show last night, so I'll tell you my thoughts on that one. Um, we're going to get to that actually, I think, first. Let's, we'll do that. And then we're going to play the Trenton Muller interview and some of his music. And then I really don't know what direction the show's going to go after that. We're going to just play a lot of music, and uh, and hopefully, you know, it'll uh, just kind of carry us through the rest of this week. I could use it, to be honest with you folks. I I'm just tired. I'm not sleeping well. Got a lot going on. So uh, this is uh, this is meant to be a relaxing. This is like I think the doctor recommended I do podcasting as a relaxing technique. So I'm going to give that a try, as opposed to my usual. Uh, Fit in stress of putting this show together. I'm just going to let the music do the talking and then offer my keen insights that I know you tune in for. Right? 
I know you tune in for that. I'm sure you do. All right, well, let's kick things off right now with a song from Yuck, and we'll get into the interview. Yuck, a band out of England, four-piece, very heavily influenced, I would say, by late 80s and early 90s uh, shoegaze and kind of really guitar, uh, heavy guitar-driven Dinosaur Jr.-esque, very, very heavy Dinosaur Jr. influence in this band. They they had a great sound last night, so I'll play you a song of theirs, we'll talk about the show, then we'll get into Tame Impala a little bit, and then, oh, in about 10 or 15 minutes, we will have our interview with Trenton Muller, and then after that, who knows? Who knows where this little drug-fueled podcast is going to take us, and and by drug-fueled, I mean I think I'm on a, a modium right now. And maybe a couple aspirins. So it should be wacky. Speaking of wacky, here's Yuck.
Okay, that was Yuck doing a song called Operation off their self-titled album, Yuck. And as I mentioned, I, I, you could probably hear there, the big Dinosaur Jr. Um, guitar sound. And that actually is a song that's sung by the guitar player. Well, there's two guitar players, bass and drummer, sung by the guy that isn't the main guy. And I, that song, I liked that song a lot last night. They, it was unfortunate for them that the show at the Fillmore was listed as Showtime 8 p.m. And it actually started right at 8 p.m. And I was lucky that I got there right on time or else if I had you know, dilly-dallied and got there thinking the show was going to start around 9, I would have missed all of Yuck. And as it was, I'd say... Most people miss them because when we walked in there, there was maybe, maybe 50, 75 people in there. If It was filling up as they ended their set, but I think a lot of people uh, overestimate it. And the Fillmore will do that to you folks. They will not post show times and just kind of put one number out there and you always think, well, I don't need to get there that early. You really do at the Fillmore because they run like their shows, especially on a Monday night. I think they had the whole, the whole show was over by 1030. So it was like bam, bam. And both bands only have one album, so they're not going to be able to play for that long. But I'll get a little bit into the Yuck thing. I, I really enjoy the album. I think they have great songs. And I'm just curious if they're going to be able, um, allowed to develop because they're very buzzy right now. There's a lot being written about them. And already at the show last night, I was feeling the backlash from some of the people I was talking to and reading people's comments, you know, on Twitter. And, you know, people were at the show and they were writing stuff about it. And I think, you know, it's really easy for bands now to kind of come in super, super hot and then have the audience out there turn on them because, you know, the next big thing comes through. And, you know, people are like, yuck, oh, that was so 15 minutes ago. And it's, I think this is a band that could, if allowed, develop and write some really pretty songs. Um, they do a couple slower numbers um, that are great. The guy's a really nice voice. I forget his name. I should know this stuff. Like I said, I'm not going to bust ass with trivia today. But if you like what you heard there, that's what the majority of the record sounds like. Um, there's some more melodic songs, and I've played them on this show before, so I'm not going to go and, and hit you over the head with Yuck. But they were great. Their drummer in particular was a machine, and he's one of those drummers, definitely from the John Bonham school. In fact, both drummers at the show were definitely from the John Bonham school as opposed to, say, the Keith Moon school, where they were just like straight ahead, arrows through each band set, and really the kind of engine the glue that held Yuck together was the drummer, and he's just a hard hitter, uh, very basic beats, but done really well, excellent, you know, I love flams. Anybody that knows me is gonna say Robert Bob Duvet loves a flam. And he was all about that, uh, kept the rules to a minimum, a lot of big, you know, cymbal crashes. I just found myself watching him quite a bit. The band itself is pretty stoic on stage. Um, they seem, you know, they're kids. In their early 20s, so they seem a little, you know, a little shy. They were happy. This was their first show uh, with Tame Impala. The tour just began um, last night in San Francisco. So I imagine that they're going to loosen up as this tour, you know, 
gives them more exposure. It looks like they're playing bigger arenas on this tour. They played Bottom of the Hill here in San Francisco last time, which is a very small club. The Fillmore is probably about four times the size of Bottom of the Hill. So it might be a case, too, where these bands are kind of jumping up into venues that they're not quite ready for yet. But in the case of Tame Impala, who I'm going to play next, and I'll play a couple of their songs, because I really I fell in love with that band. Um, they are definitely ready. Precocious. They are in their very early 20s. I think um, I read that they'd been playing together. Their backstory usually I don't try to get into, but their backstory is interesting in that they had been playing together since they were like 13. And it showed because these guys were so beyond uh, what I was expecting musicianship-wise. And, you know, I, I have thoughts on it. Let's play a little Tame Impala. I have thoughts on why that might, might be the case. As opposed to when I was coming up, when I was a young buck coming up. But uh, let's play a little Tame Impala. I'll find a song. I'll tell you what it is after I play it. Because there's one I'm looking for. But the, like I said, the titles escape me. I'm not going to bog myself down with details, folks. But I'll give you this one detail. Robert Bob Duvet loves you. That's a true story. So let's, uh, let's show the love of a little Tame Impala.
that was Tame Impala doing a song called Expectation. And I remember that song from last night. That's why I picked it. It was stuck out. Um, interesting band. You know what I'm noticing by watching all these files as I kind of download them onto the uh, garage band to do this show? With both Yuck and Tame Impala, I mean, these files are just boosted like you would not believe that. It's, so if they sound overloaded, it's because that's the way they're being recorded. I don't know how they're recording records these days, but there's not a whole lot of uh, all the mids seem to be just through the roof. That's just a little side note, but uh, everything's just like oh, in the red. It's kind of crazy. Um, they sound much better than their record live. I was really impressed with how well um, and well dialed in their live sound was for being such a young band they really knew the sound they were going for live they had this cool little light show going on behind them there's a big huge white screen and it was like one of those you know when you you click on the visual display on your iTunes and it has all the crazy you know lines and circular stuff it was very very basic and very simple but it seemed to go good with the music so uh, good on them for providing a little light show and you know, this is a band, you know, I kept saying that, oh, they look like babies. I don't know if that's a critique. I mean, the music that was, was there, they are very, very young, but I was impressed with, again, the musicianship and their confidence on stage and playing in front of the sold out Fillmore crowd. It wasn't sold out. You know, it was probably three quarters full, but playing in front of a big crowd like that on a big stage, they really just stepped right into it and owned it. I, I was... Watching them thinking, God, I don't remember bands their age sounding that good when I was their age. And I look at everybody's equipment. Everybody's playing a Jazzmaster or a Les Paul through Ampegs and Vox amps. I mean, everybody I knew had a shitty amp and a shitty guitar. Maybe there's one guy that had like the pro rig. Now all these kids, I don't know where they're getting their money from, but they got a lot of money to spend apparently on equipment. And it makes a big difference. Not to mention they have the internet, so they can probably like just, you know, like the case of Yuck, just like read what, you know, Kevin Shields from My Bloody Valentine or Jay Maskus's sound was and just get all the like the doohickeys and plug them in there and just kind of head start into dialing in the sound. So I don't know if that's a blessing or a curse, but... I did like Tame Impala quite a bit. Um, the mix at the beginning at the Fillmore was a little bit murky and a little bit kind of, I don't know, bass heavy. And then they kind of cleared it up, it seemed like. And there's a little more highs and the, the treble. The, the, the singer has a great voice. Um, it's very kind of high. And so it cut out, uh, it cut above their mix of kind of a more bassy mid range. The drummer for them was another machine. He was great and just kept everything. I mean, he was so on time. He was like a metronome, and it was great to watch. I, he blew me away. The singer does remind me a bit of Sean, Len uh, Sean Lennon, and there's a very Beatle-y sort of thing going through their songwriting. So I, I, you know, that's definitely a reference that I think people should attach to this band when they're trying to find uh, ways to describe them because Sean Lennon is definitely one of them. Um, I also... Love the, the stereo lab thing they kind of bring. There's a electronic quality. There's their music, but they really don't use a lot of keyboards. Uh, one of the guitar players would occasionally kind of dabble, but it's mostly uh, two guitars, bass, and drums. And I also like the space rock thing that they had going on. It's kind of like Hawkwind, maybe a little bit of Yes in some of these songs. It's you know 
definitely prog rocky. And here's one for you. Genesis. Those couple of albums after Peter Gabriel and before they became the Genesis that everybody kind of knows with Phil Collins, you know, being the, the main focal point. There was a period there of a couple albums where Genesis was just kind of doing a prog rock thing and it wasn't super poppy. These guys have a bit of that. So I'm going to say that's my dissection of Tim and Paula. Um, the guitar sound was just straight up wah-wah heaven. A very syrupy reverb finish, which I really enjoyed. It paired nicely with my Budweiser. So I'm going to give Tame Impala like a big, big thumbs up. I thought they sounded great. I'm sure that their tent was over full at Coachella where they had played just a couple of days earlier. So I'm sure that was one of the shows to see. And I think these guys are the real deal. And again, if left to develop, if not kind of treated as yesterday's news by the blogosphere and uh, casual fans was funny because there was a kid sitting next to me. I, I call everybody a kid because, you know, I'm an older gentleman and uh, anybody that, you know, is in their 20s now feels like a kid to me. So, you know, it's no, no disrespect. But the, the, the man next to me tapped me and he asked, and this was like, like two songs left to go in Tame Impala's set and he's like, is there another band after this? And it was funny because they were the headliner. So I don't know who he was there to see or if he had even heard um, Tame Impala prior to buying his ticket and going to the Fillmore. But something tells me that a lot of people are running out and buying tickets for things that people are telling them, yeah, you got to go see Tame Impala. They're great. You should go check them out. And not really knowing what they're going to see, which is funny. I always knew who the hell I was there to see. So that was just kind of interesting. No knock on you, young sir, out there at the show. But uh, I don't know. I just can't blow money on a band and not have any idea who, who it is I'm seeing. So, okay, that's my long-winded audio review. I think what I'm going to do is play another Tame Impala song. And then we're going to get into the Trenton Mueller interview, play some of his music, which is great. going to be a little very different from what you're hearing in the early onset. So let's, uh, let's do that. I'm going to play a song now called Solitude is Bliss by Tame Impala. And uh, that's kind of their big hit. If a band like this has a hit, this is their hit. Baby 
Hi, this is Trenton Miller, and you're listening to What Duvet Said About Music.
I am a really big fan of the music that you're doing. So um, it's exciting for me to get to sit down and talk to you. I know you don't come to the States that often. Yeah. When's the last time you kind of did a proper tour of the States? Uh, last time it was two years ago, I think, two and a half years, yeah, years ago. Uh, and it's good to be back. I really like playing here. We had some amazing good shows uh, this time. We played uh, yeah, in Canada, Vancouver, but then we played Seattle mm -hmm. uh, two days ago. It was fantastic. It was really, really cool crowd. And then we played Portland yesterday. That was also cool, but... Uh, yeah, Seattle was, and Vancouver was amazing. We're like really into the music, and also the, because uh, when we play live, as you hopefully also can see tonight, I like to really put the the di di dynamics mm -hmm. up and down, and really sort of trying to take people on on, the, on some kind of a journey. In a way. So I was going to ask you about that, because the footage I've seen of your live shows, they're very dynamic, and the music itself, I mean, there's so many different um, elements to yeah. it, and it's so cinematic, yeah. you know? And yeah. I was wondering, um, when you put a live show together like the one you're doing here, how does the, the, the visual come in, into play, like, when you're thinking about it? How do you imagine it? For me, the, the whole visual part is actually something that, that, that comes quite late in the process, because when I'm producing and writing the, the, the music, I'm, I'm so focused on the audio part of it so so uh, normally uh, and and also this time I, i'm doing all the visual stuff not only uh, this time we, we we are actually not shooting you know visuals on stage but we have built as you also saw a little bit mm -hmm. some things that could go up and down and, and make some kind of uh, depth or uh, three-dimensional feel of, of the stage and, and i'm doing uh, i'm designing that with our drummer henrik vipsko he's also a quite famous fashion designer in Denmark. So read, also yeah. outside of, the, of Denmark, he just opened his first um, shop in uh, in New York yesterday. Oh, really? Yeah. So he's really beginning to, to be quick uh, to be big. He's in his spare time. He also plays plays drums with me. He is not here this tour because mm -hmm. he uh, he just got a little daughter. Oh, so wow. so we have uh, another drama. But 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 all the stage design and the visual thing is something that I do together with Henrik. Bipsco, so that's always been, uh, we've had this work for like four years now. Yeah, you know, I read in an interview where you were talking about, and I'm going to butcher the uh, the Danish word for it, but let's let's see if I can get it. Heige? Yeah. Do you know what I'm talking about? No. I'll show you, the, I'll show you yeah. the, the word, because it was interesting to me, and it kind of sounds like this word right here. Uh, yeah. Uh, wow, see? Yeah, yeah, my yeah, Danish is yeah, terrible. No, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah it's, it, it, is, it is actually a, a Danish word that is pure Danish. So, so it, I don't think the, it is really hard to explain what to it is. Exactly, yeah. but, but I think you can say it's, it's similar to cozy, you know, like getting together and having a feeling well and like I don't know how to explain it, but you know, in like a the, communal sort of thing. Yeah, and also in the in the in the auto maybe uh, uh, turn on some candlelights. And uh -huh. having, but but it, it, it is, is is really hard to explain. But it is something that that we Danes often use when we talk about if something is great or good. Uh, yeah. So is that like kind of a something that you try to bring to the live experience too? Is that no no actually no no, no not no. really because I think what we're doing is sometimes quite the opposite is more dark and melancholic and a little bit mystical and uh, so 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 I'm definitely definitely not trying to incorporate hygge in a way but but we are having a lot of hygge when we are on the on the on the road because uh -huh. we, we are also very good friends all in the band and crew are really you know 
yeah, really gotcha. cool and nice people. Yeah, for the show and the and the music is, of course, based quite on on more melancholic and deep. Yeah, I, maybe that's a good place to go next. Yeah, um, I want to talk uh, about the record and um, it came out with last year. Yeah, in um, a record for everybody now is called Into the Great Wide Yonder. It's your yes. second yeah, release, right? Yeah, this record though, to me, very different than the first in that. There's, like you're, you say that you want to use more organic instruments in it, and I hear that. And there's more vocal. Yeah. Um, it's got the melancholic, but there's also kind of moments where it really kind of sort of transcends and starts to become, you know, almost euphoric. Yeah, 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 yeah. For me, it, it, it was actually a quite natural development from the first album. Many people says, and I can of course also see that 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 is very different from the first album. But I still also see, think that there are some similarities. Uh, but for me, it was just um, I was doing it out of a need of of uh, missing this fact uh, that that I, that I really love playing instruments physically and, uh -huh. and and you know try to in incorporate that in the music too. Uh, uh, and and of course, if if you are playing instruments and and, and when it's human playing, it's it, it is getting a little bit more organic. And mm -hmm. sometimes you do some. I don't know what the English word is, but errors. You know, you uh -huh. you you're doing some mistakes and yeah. stuff. But but I, but but I really like sometimes to actually keep those mistakes in the music, so it gets a little bit. It's not all all to be programmed. You know, and, we, and, and, we call those happy accidents. Yeah, 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 accidents. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and 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 I think the first album was much more programmed and a little bit more electronic sounding, mm -hmm. and uh, so so I wanted both to have this organic warm sound, but still keeping some of the electronic. Things in it. So what I'm really like when I'm composing is to work with the con con contrast. Okay. Something is warm, something is very cold, and something is very dark and nearly evil, and something should be a bit of hope hopefulness. Gotcha. And it's, it's some light also. So because if 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 it's if it's all only like dark and it it gets it gets too boring. I think. Yeah. So, so I'm I'm always trying to also yeah music wise. Uh, working with uh, analog uh, stuff versus digital and Interesting, because it's just warmer sounding. Is yeah, yeah, warmer sounding. But then it, it then it also sounds cool if you have something that is very very digital and cold and mm -hmm. you know like robot kind of stuff. And then you have a really warm wooden sound. Uh, it's, it's hard to explain. Yeah, I mean, with this record, there's um, well, what are the words I'm looking for? Is it's so unique that it doesn't sound like anything else I've heard out there in this kind of genre of electronic or mm. you know house inspired music and stuff like that yeah. and you know there's goth elements to it yeah. there's glitchy stuff yeah. um, are you just kind of uh, somebody who just absorbs all kinds of music and yeah, it just kind yeah. of comes out in the yeah, 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 yeah. I think because I, I, I am a big music lover. Mm -hmm. I mean, one of my biggest passions I think that I have in life so, so for me it's yeah I think it's uh, it's great to have the uh, the the possibility to to take whatever I uh, I can from different music styles and try to make it my own style in a way yeah. and, and 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 not thinking too much if this is electronic or this is rock or this is mm -hmm. whatever. So so uh, so for me it is actually quite a natural thing for me just to blend it. But sometimes it can be hard for 
for I think record labels and also shops sometimes because they, they always don't know where to put where to me. Put it, yeah, yeah. I, I, and my, my, my record label said some sometimes it was quite hard, especially in the states actually, mm -hmm. because uh, people would tend to put me in the house and techno uh, thing. But but when you listen to the record, there's yeah. there's no techno or house in it at all actually. So it's much more for me. It's, I think it's just about trying to make. It sounds a little bit, but if we're trying to make make good quality music, mm -hmm. and then maybe let other people try to just and put you in yeah. this box. Well, they love putting yeah, things yeah, in boxes, especially I, in this country. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, I also understand that you yeah. have to. That has been sometimes uh, not a problem, but in the beginning. Uh, People thought when we were going out play with a band, people thought that it was DJ's show. Yeah. So many I interviews, uh, people always talk about when did you start teaching? This is not at all a DJ set. It's it is live. We are seven people. We are playing live, and, and yeah. I'm playing uh, keyboards and stuff. So nothing at all to do with with DJ sets. But of course, my background is also as a DJ. Mm -hmm. So so that's maybe why. Uh, yeah.
always fascinated too. I kind of came to your music through remixes. I would always yeah. see your name attached to a remix that I loved. Yeah. I was curious how somebody like yourself picks a song that you want to re remix and you know what what makes it a, a good uh, choice for you to do something like that with a song yeah for me I, I, I've, I've always been so lucky I'm really grateful that that people has, has always come to me I, I've actually never contacted anyone to do a remix so I'm so lucky that that, that people that I really admire uh, comes to me and and then of course sometimes I also turn down uh, tracks if, if I don't really feel the track and, I, and, and there's nothing in it like for me. Yeah, 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 exactly. So what I'm mostly looking for is some good vocals uh, and maybe a, a hook line or uh, something that the guitar plays or mm -hmm. something that I can work on because what I like doing in a remix is to actually tear down the whole track and build it up again and maybe only uh, using small snippets of the vocals and stuff and then doing new chords and new chord pro progressions pro, yeah, and new melodies around it so actually it's quite similar of, as doing a brand new track in a way but 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 still keeping some of the most characteristic mm -hmm. what's called I'm so yeah, characteristic yeah, yeah, yeah of, of the of, of the track uh, but still trying to make it my own in a way so shades of marble yeah. I heard the, a remix of that yeah. um, that blew my mind. I no, mean, yeah. it was a really beautiful piece of music. That was one of your original songs, yeah. and then you remixed yeah, it. Yeah. It's weird. Um, yeah. How did that kind of? Uh, <laughs> how were you inspired to do actually, that? Actually, to be honest, where I was getting four four different remixes from from people uh, that we asked, but I wasn't actually satisfied with them. I think that they. they uh, somehow just put an, an extra drum beat on and that was it. It was a mm -hmm. little bit boring, I think. So uh, in the end, I, I just tried to do my own remix because I thought I can do it. It's very it. different. <laughs> it's a very different version. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it is. It, it is more techy of clubby because I also thought that for me it, it, it has been like four years since I last did a mm -hmm. more clubby thing and, and, and it was fun for me to do it in a, in a remix because when I'm doing my own stuff, I'm, I, I think that I've moved, moved away from the mm -hmm. club scene much more into the I don't know electronic indie yeah. scene, but 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 you know doing remixes is also different because you can either do a remix for the dance floor or you could do something that that you can listen to at home also. Like and, headphones, and, yeah. yeah, and I like doing both, you know. So uh, yeah. Okay, I'll to ask you a couple more questions. Yeah. Um, one, Coachella tomorrow. Yeah. Is this the biggest festival you've played in the States? Yeah, 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 yeah definitely. We also played, played the Miami Ultra Festival, uh -huh. but Coachella is definitely... Because I know in Europe you've played some really huge yeah, festivals yeah, there. Um, yeah. So uh, what are you uh, hoping you experience or, you know, get out of the the, the, the big Coachella? Because it's, it's such a buzzy event. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Is, of course, we are really looking forward to, to, to play play the show. But as I also told you before, we, we have to really... Uh, like uh, half in the, uh, I don't know what what the English word is, but but uh, normally, as I said, we are playing one and a half hour, and we are uh -huh. only allowed to play fifty minutes. So it's really like, okay, we cannot play this song, we cannot play this song. It was really hard yeah. to find out what we can actually play in those fifty minutes because my music is often every track is ten minutes long, you know, mm -hmm. and it builds up and do a lot of things. If it's any consolation, I was there last year, and LCD yeah. sound system had yeah. the same problem. Yeah. You know, their their set was like so short. They in their yeah. song. 
songs are long too. Yeah, they yeah. were like they couldn't really, you know, play probably everything they wanted. Yeah, to, yeah, yeah. But, but but I'm trying to get both uh, some more um, listening kind of tracks, but then also have some more danceable and some rock tracks, and uh-huh. try to in in those 50 minutes to present what I'm doing. Gotcha. I hope it will work. Speaking <laughs> of presenting what you're doing, I know you got some other projects going on. I just wanted to ask you about the late night tales compilation yeah. that you're involved with. Yeah. Um, What uh, what's the story? How were you approached to do that? And yeah, it, it was actually recently for I think it's four four months ago. Mm-hmm. The, uh, these guys doing the, those compilations uh, mailed me and, and 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 asked me if, if I wanted to do it. And to be honest, I I I actually didn't knew those compilations before. Uh-huh. But then I checked out. It was really cool and some big names that has done yeah. it that I really respect. Mm-hmm. Uh, Flaming Lips and. Yeah, uh, Arctic Monkeys and really. Cool so how does that work? Do you just pick songs that you? Yeah, wanted? yeah, yeah. Ideas that that you kind of do a, do, doing a mix of your favorite late night songs. You oh, know, cool. songs you can play. You know, not up tempo, more like a mellow, but not chill out at all. Yeah. But but I found I was so lucky that 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 was possible for me to nearly choose whatever I, I love do all the 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 clearing because it's it's, it's quite a big job to imagine, yeah. yeah so of course there were some tracks that was that was not possible to clear but but most of them was actually possible and then I made the mix out of those 12 or 14 tracks that I found. is that out now it will be out the third of May okay third yeah. of May so yeah. we'll have to look for that yeah and I want to ask you I know you're producing your your fellow countryman darkness falls yeah yeah what's uh what's the story behind that and when is that record Be <laughs> uh, uh, they released an uh, an EP that I also produced. Okay. It came out for three weeks ago, uh, mm-hmm. and then uh, the album will be out in the in the fall this this year. But it is actually Josephine uh, Josephine Philip that also sings with me. She also tours with oh, okay. me. Is she tonight. playing tonight? Yeah, she's also singing tonight. Yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, it is actually her and and another girl called Ina. They are uh, they are doing this girl duo thing, uh, mm-hmm. and it's kind of indie lo-fi, a little bit sixties mixed with a little bit of electronic stuff uh, nice. together and 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 when Josephine played me some of some of their songs one year ago with things something like, like that I was really like wow these really good pop songs mm-hmm. uh, quite simple but still with a melancholic vibe it was something that I really liked so so I so I told them if you offer it I would like to produce it uh, and they were ah, oh, I can't wait I'm excited to hear yeah, that yeah. that'll be really so, cool so 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 the EP is is out now actually, okay. and you can get it on iTunes Okay. Yeah. Cool. We'll, we'll make sure we direct people to that. Yeah, well, I don't want to take. A, I know you got to do the sound check. I yeah. appreciate you talking with me. Thank you. I really am excited to see you play tonight. Yeah. And uh, we're also so excited. It's it's sold out. You know. Yeah. Well, days, San Francisco's so. gonna go crazy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they're yeah. gonna love it. Um. And uh, I yeah appreciate you taking the time. Of and course. Best of luck with the rest of the tour. And, thank you. Uh, thank you. Thanks. Nice talking to you. Yeah. It was great talking yeah. to you.
So there you have it. That was the Trenton Mueller interview that I conducted with him. It was in, done in his bus just outside the mezzanine club, so that's why the sound quality was much better. Note to self, conduct interviews in quiet places. Um, really nice guy. Um, very, very thoughtful. A um, lot, lot of Europeans at the show, so that was kind of refreshing. It was a very different uh, vibe in there than the usual rigam and roll. All right, I'm going to move along and play a song by... Darkness Falls that we talked about in the interview. They are also out of Denmark. I really dig the song that they have. It's called Hey. Uh, it's produced by Trenton Muller. So it should be uh, in keeping with the general atmosphere we've been creating over this last uh, 50 minutes or so. And then I'm just going to throw a few more songs at you and make this a, 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 a tighter edition. Because uh, quite frankly, the Knicks are playing the Celtics right now. And I really want to watch that game. I'm a big Knicks fan. So, uh, yeah, there you go. If uh, I, I'm not going to get to the listener mail today. I am just going to play a few more songs and wrap this up in a nice, tidy little bow. I'm going to remind you, you can go to the blog, www.whatduvaysaid.com, and check out good show reviews of PJ Harvey, CSS, uh, Trenton Muller, and uh, what else? we got a Make It or Break It recap. Also remind you on Friday, The Tank with me, and my good pal, Jason DePlissy, doing the internet's podcasting's version of the shit show. A lot of comedy, a lot of humor, a lot of tomfoolery. All right, so let's play a little Darkness Falls, and we'll get into some other stuff, and then uh, I will let myself get to the next game.
France's Jamaica, Paris, France's Jamaica to be exact. I'm looking forward to seeing them. I will be interviewing them next Tuesday. They're coming to San Francisco to play the Independent. On the 26th, they are headlining with a band called Chain Gang of 1974, which I also like. I don't have their music, so I won't be able to play that right now. But I am a fan of Jamaica. They played last year at the Treasure Island Music Festival. I really enjoyed them. I'm curious to see if there's a large crowd there for them. This is their first time, I think, headlining, coming through the States. But I will be there to capture it, my Duvidians. Rest assured, I will get a interview from them. And so I hope you're, you're enjoying the international flair that What Duvet Said About Music is taking on. You can call and let me know, 415-937-0445, or write to us at What Duvet Said at gmail.com. But yes, I'm gonna be also writing, I think, a little review of their album. That that record was produced, uh, no problems. It came out, oh gosh, fairly recently, a couple weeks ago maybe, and it's produced by the Fellas in Justice. <clears throat> Excuse me, and it has a really interesting uh, sound to it. I, the, the album is, I like it, but I can see why, uh, you know, our friends over at Pitchfork gave it a uh, a, a low review. They gave it like a 5.5 or something like that. I think it's a little samey sounding in spots, but it is their first effort, and I think they're finding themselves. The singer's a great voice, um, and I, I do like their guitar production on it, and there's a big bass, big drum. They're a power trio, and they kind of play stuff that harkens back to a, a gentler time, like this show. A gentler time, let's say, set in the 1970s. Let's see if I can't find some music from the 1970s. Maybe play a little Joni Mitchell. 
We're going to play a couple more songs and then I'm going to get out and let you go. Go do whatever it is, whatever it is you're doing. I want you to go and do it and enjoy it. And I will as well. It's going to start by hopefully rooting the Knicks on to a victory. Those of you that are basketball fans out there, this one goes out to you.
Well, I'm not saying I'm Jesus or your own personal Jesus. I'm just trying to get everybody in the mood for Easter. How's that? That was the Velvet Underground doing Jesus. And let me tell you what I played because I played a few songs. I didn't tell everybody. After the Trenton Muller interview, as I said, we had Darkness Falls, also from Denmark, doing a song called Hey. Great, great uh, sounding record there. So I look forward to hearing a full length of that. They have an EP out on iTunes, so you can go find that. Then we had Da. Da is a band from Chicago, kind of a, I don't know, they're like in maybe in that eight, mid-80s. Um, they were lumped in with the Chicago punk scene, but not very punk, just very post-punk and cool sounding. And that song's called Dark Rooms. And then as I mentioned, Jamaica doing By the Numbers. I kept it in France doing Onra. Onra's a DJ out of France. Um, that song's called Long Distance, and that was an instrumental. And then as I mentioned, we had the Velvet Underground doing Jesus, Jesus. It wouldn't be a show if I wasn't singing, folks. All right, so uh, let's see here. I'll play a couple more songs, and then we're going to get out of your hair. And by we, I mean me. So let me play uh, mystery songs. It'll be mystery songs. I'll tell you what they were. I am just God. I, can't, I just got want to watch this game. I, I'm all amped. I forgot that it was on. So I apologize. No excuses in podcasting. No excuses coming out of this kitchen either. And the Knicks will have no excuses if they lose this game because they should have won the last one. But I digress. Let us get back into the music.
some notes from me. Grab a cheat sheet, take a couple quotes from me. You want to defeat the business, you're better off trying to get the stink off of chillin'. You're kidding. So grab a suit and tie, salute the guy. Take a seat, we'll review your resume and see just what we have this week. But in the meantime, make sure you log on. Tomorrow, Runson in the business.com. Yeah, let us build a better life with you. Submit your application and we'll be right with you. And for the ladies, make sure you send us a nice picture. Beside the right qualifications and we might pick you. Okay then, let's keep it strictly professional. Take my business card and call that respected out. This is larger than what large is. The true definition of what being in charge is. Mark Ronson and the Business International from his most recent album, Record Collection. It's a big shout out to Mark Ronson and East Village Radio. East Village Radio, one of my favorite radio stations anywhere in the country. You can find it on the internet. Go to East Village Radio or EVR and listen for Mark Ronson's show Friday. Uh, it's called Authentic Shit. It's a good show. I love it. I want to be on EVR. In fact, you never know, folks. You never know where Bob Duvet might show up next. Um, yes. So moving right along, where will Bob Duvet go next? That is the question. I'm going to play 
exactly two more songs and then you will not hear from me after that. It's over. It's been nice, folks. It's been real, real nice. I'd like to thank Anders Trentemuller for, that's probably the best time I've pronounced his name this whole episode. I apologize. Apologize to all my Danish listeners. I would love to learn your language. It is just entirely too confusing for my Anglo-Saxon tongue. That probably shouldn't make any sense either. I don't know. I guess the Saxons kind of around there. I don't know. I'm going to have to do uh, a little studying up on my Nordic folklore and history. But uh, I'm going to stop talking. I've been talking entirely too much right now. I'm delirious. I hope this mellowed everybody out. Uh, we'll play a couple of bangers, as they say in the business. A couple of big bangers. We'll rock it out with our proverbial you-know-what's-out. And thanks a lot, folks. It's been great. You've been listening to Robert Bob Duvet on What Duvet Said About Music. And you've been the Duvidians. And I have been your kind of uh, guide through this, this forest of my own creating. Uh-huh.